or click the Bibles for the Nations banner at ilovethetruth.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I am David Gray, along with my friend and SWAT brother, Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is away this week at uh, the shooting range that he's attended a few times, a shooting school, I should say, in LJ, Georgia. And uh, Brad and I are happy to be here and happy that you are with us uh, as we come to you live on Thursday, November 16th. So with Thanksgiving, one week away. Are you uh, Are you ready? Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm talking about. Are you ready? Uh, have you been pacing yourself on the food front? You know, this is. Uh, I I don't know about you. I've mentioned this before. We we get our kids and grandkids every. Uh, so every year we either get them for Thanksgiving or we get them for Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, we've we've got them all for Thanksgiving. And so, uh, how many will you actually have at your be, house? How many twenty of us? To- yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, don't make me count. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave some. I'll, I'll let out. you estimate. Make yeah. an estimate. Let me let me uh, give you that answer on the next break. Um, <laughs> hey, great yeah. being with you, brother. Yeah. This is we'll get to maybe in fact we'll be together again tomorrow, yeah. Lord willing. And yep. uh yep. get kind of fun to get three days in a row. That's right. Yeah, I've actually been here. This is one of my longer stretches, right? Because I started last Thursday, I think, and had well, maybe Friday and had uh had Craig and then Brian and and then uh, actually Craig on Friday and Monday, and then Brian on Tuesday, and then you and I are here for these three days. So, yeah. and I haven't I, heard one Seinfeld joke, not, not, <laughs> not one. In fact, I almost I haven't gone back and listened to your broadcast over the last week, but I, I I'm just wondering. I maybe, don't think you, I had any. You know, I try to I try to save them, and and I did I did bring one up in uh in a in a my church's bible study the other night we were somebody brought up something about a kneeler you know in a in a confessional or in a in an episcopal church or a catholic church you know oh, a, yes. a kneeler i had one of those and uh talking about I, I forget what the reference was but it it did remind me and now you've got me going of if i had to pick an all-time favorite scene in the sitcom in the series it's when the dentist, played by Brian Cranston, Tim Watley, mm-hmm. converts to Judaism. I guess it's a little bit appropriate based on what we've been talking about. Right. And Jerry thinks he's done it just for the jokes, <laughs> right? So Tim Watley is telling all these Jewish jokes, and T- Jerry thinks he's done it, he's converted just for the, Judy- the jokes. So Jerry goes to see Tim's former priest, and he goes into the confessional, and of course Jerry is Jewish, and so he goes in, and he sees the kneeler, and he doesn't know what it is, and he sits on it like a bench. <laughs> he sits on it, you know, with his butt on the kneeler. And uh, the guy, the priest, comes in and says, "You know, that's a kneeler." And Jerry says, "Okay." And he says, uh, "Tell me, tell me my your sins, my son." And Jerry says, "Well, the first thing I should tell you, Father, is I'm Jewish." <laughs> and the priest says, "Well, that's no sin." <laughs> Jerry says, "Oh, okay. Well, that's good." And then he tells him, "You know, your former parishioner Tim Watley. I think he." 
I think he converted to Judaism just for the jokes. And the priest says, and this offends you as a Jewish person? He says, no, it offends me as a comedian. <laughs> so, all right, that was kind of long, that's but good. there we no, go. That's, that, that's, that's really my, good. I think, my all-time favorites. That's so. good. Well, anyway, I'm sure, you're, I'm sure your wife is ready for uh, Thanksgiving. And, yeah, uh, I think we're, we're getting there. We're uh, Kids in town? Are you, uh, we, we are, are at least two of them and a son, a son-in-law and daughter-in-law and two grandkids. And it remains to be seen about my middle one who just moved to your former yes. neck of the woods to Frisco, Texas. And uh, he just moved there literally last week. So yeah. he may not get home. He'll be home at least for Christmas. But uh, so I'm already, he's probably not listening. So I'm already thinking about Celtics, Dallas Mavericks tickets for him for Well, I tell you Christmas. what, I mean, the Mavs look pretty good, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, Celtics are too. So uh, anyway, we'll, well see. You know, it's interesting. I was just looking up your your uh, son. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hope Center. I'm not. So um, in uh, just north of Dallas, which is not far <laughs> from where he is, it's actually in Plano. But it, you know, mm-hmm. from Frisco to Plano is right. about a ten minute car ride. Right. Uh, I was when I was up there last week. One of the things I wanted to see is the Hope Center. Which do you remember June Hunt, the Hunt family? Yes. Uh, well, June Hunt, still alive, um, built the Hope Center up in Plano, and I don't know what the square footage is. I need to go look at it, um, but it is a three-story building. It looks like a a, a lodge in Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's probably you mm-hmm. know if I had to guess, it's hundred thousand square feet. It's a good sized building. Yeah, and it is one hundred percent devoted to ministries, mm. and so. Uh, I had a tour of it last week, in fact, last Friday. Uh, I specifically wanted to go up and see this. I made contact with them and uh, had this, just Vicky and I had this amazing tour of this building. In fact, Doug, uh, the East West Ministries is based in that building. Okay. In fact, Doug said he spent a lot of time in that building. So when you say it's Uh, dedicated to ministries as a as a building to house like the headquarters exactly. of the ministries okay. exactly okay. and so and one of the cool things is in june hunt who the hunt family is very wealthy family yeah she basically said you know i'm building this so that i can we can provide these ministries so that the funds that these ministries raise don't go toward rent mm. but that they go to, to to what they really should go to mm. now that doesn't mean they have they're rent free but they're about a third of the price um, of you know a normal office building, mm. and let me tell you, David, it was it was one of the most impressive places I've been to. We may have some listeners who are fam- familiar with it, um, but like uh, Cruz Office, mm-hmm. uh, they have a right. big office there. Cruz right. East West, which uh, was founded by Bud Tool and John Mazel. Bud Tool is from Jacksonville. Right. Actually, Bud Tool is from Dallas, but uh, he's lived in Jacksonville yes. for over 30, 40 years, yes. probably. Um, founded East West, and their main office is there. Okay, and, uh, but man, they it's just gorgeous. Well, I took I'll have pictures. to tell my son yeah. about it. I'm sure he'd be interested oh, in going and, and doing that tour, yeah. especially if he's that close. And, Absolutely incredible. And, uh, I know he's going to be looking for a church. I think he's pretty close to Chuck Swindoll's church. He is very and, close. Uh, McKinney, you, you know the yeah, area, McKinney, yeah. Texas. Uh, maybe about far. a half hour. Doug thought from Tommy Nelson's now, church. Yeah, so. he's. Well, he's not. I mean, yeah, he's about a half hour from Denton. Yeah. Another good church I would highly recommend is um, it, uh, Trinity Bible Fellowship. Okay. okay. And that is um, the 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 main teaching 
uh, pastor is Dr. Stephen Lawson, who's one of my favorites. Okay. And now that meets over fairly close to Highland Park area. Okay. But anyway. Well, that's good um, to know. He's definitely uh, needs some recommendations. Yeah, and that's, yeah. we've talked to, you know, and I think this is true for any of us, right? We've talked so much about community. Absolutely. And about the need for community, the need for connection, yeah. and how easy it is to drift when you're isolated. Yeah. And yeah. I know that from yeah. personal experience. And uh, and so we, Kevin and I have talked a lot about, you know, that's one of the first priorities is, mm-hmm. to, is to find a good church. And, no and question. it's okay if you visit a few and mm-hmm. take a little time, mm-hmm. but, but it's good to have a few recommendations like that. So. I was uh, at my, I had two meetings this morning with guys that I disciple, spend time with. And uh, one of them we got that we haven't seen each other in like three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. He's been out of town. I was out of town. We came back together this morning, and uh, you know, just sweet times. I won't get into all the things we talk about, but one of the things we he's he's a younger guy. In fact, most of the guys that I meet with are younger. They're growing families, and and they've got four kids, and it's just life is busy. His kids are going into high school and middle school, and just all the various things from. From uh, being a business person to being a husband to being a father of four to being on this board or mm-hmm. that board, and anyway, it was it was a it was an enlightening time with him. And we we were looking at, um, and we won't talk about this today, but uh, we were looking at Revelation three twenty. You're familiar with this verse where it says, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in to him and eat with him." And he with me, you know. We've oftentimes used used that verse as a as a gospel type uh, verse, an uh, evangelizing a salvation type, verse, right? type deal. Yep. When it's really not that. Yeah. It is he's speaking to the Believers, church, sure. and and the reality is our lives become so busy, especially today. I, mm. I don't know about you. Mm. I think about raising a family, yeah. raising kids in this digital age mm-hmm. where they yeah, we got a device and. All the information that we allow to come in, and yet God right. is knocking at the door yeah. saying, hey, I want to come in and yeah. dine with you. I yeah. want to commune with you. And I mean, you're talking about community. Yep. And yet most of us, our lives are so busy, um, you know, we don't even hear the knocking yeah, on and, the door. And the busyness a lot of times is ministry related for believers, of course, right? And yeah. I was thinking about that today. and And... You know, this just happens sometimes. I mentioned earlier about having this stretch of doing doing the program for several days in a row, and 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 we had you you taught at SWAT this week, and I did. And I'm not saying these things for any kind of oh, aren't you right. wonderful that you did you, these? You things. really are. But yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was yeah. fishing for. The boastful but, pride of life. <laughs> but, but what what I realize is sometimes when that happens, I get away from my any kind of normal kind of one on one time with the Lord. Yeah. And just yeah. quietly being mm-hmm. in my routine and being with him, and I'm doing things that are quote unquote good things in and by themselves. But I can feel almost the busyness and the stress of it, and I'm not. I don't have the peace mm-hmm. that I might normally have when I'm more in that yeah. routine. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that's part of it too. We have to be <sighs> careful, even in doing good things, quote unquote. Again, uh, yeah. That we don't become so busy that we neglect the most important the thing. The most important thing. Right. You're and I'm guilty right. of that. I, yeah. I absolutely am. And it's not always intentional. It's just you get tired. And well, yeah. you know, you you say, Okay, I, I I've gotta do this, I've committed to this and 
and then all of a sudden you realize you've gone several days or longer even with where you've you've spent time in study or in the word but not in a kind of a one-on-one yeah. fashion it's yeah. more to fulfill a commitment to teach a class to you know whatever it is so i, I think we all have to be careful of it's that. a great great point and uh, speaking of busy um i was making my way over here and you would think it's already the holidays the, the traffic is cr- almost had to text you and say hey you may have to carry it for about five minutes or ten. I would have extended that Seinfeld bit. Yeah, exactly. But, but I was just. But like, I agree with you. The world we, is we, going on. Where were you? Yeah, where I, were you? I was actually. Um, I was actually out at the beach. I had to go out to the beach yeah. to look at some property, and uh, and then got sidetracked. Vicky was with me. She goes, "Hey, can we stop here?" Well, it's not just a stop, run in, and get something. It's a stop, run in, get something, and then get something more and more and yeah. more and more. And uh, by the time we got in the car to head on back from the beach, and I've got my all my radio stuff and my teaching stuff at the house, and I'm like, this traffic, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get home yeah. in time. It, 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 I've heard several people commenting on that. And, of course, you get anywhere near the town center. Yes. Not only at this time of year, but almost it seems like any time of mm-hmm. year. It's almost like, you know. The Beatles are yeah. reuniting over exactly. there. Or something. It's exactly. crazy how busy it is. Hey, so. I know we're going to take a quick break, and we're not going to have enough time in the 45 seconds we've got left before we take the break. But did you see uh, – have you seen this stuff on bin Laden, this letter to America? Maybe we can just kind of touch yeah. on this when we come back yeah. and talk the headlines on Fox News. And I was listening to it because Ben Shapiro's podcast this morning – kind of talks about this about the guardian the headline is the guardian removes the, the guardian removes osama bin laden's letter to america after tiktok influencers unearth pro terror screed mm. anyway just you see this stuff and you read about it and hear about it you're like what has happened yeah what has happened in our country that's right that's right well we'll touch on that when we come back and we're going to get back into our discussion uh, of Mark and what it means to follow Jesus. And we're glad you're with us here on SWAT Radio. Come back right after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Listen in Jacksonville at 91.7. It's the most wonderful time of the year. 
With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad that you are with us. I neglected to mention this before the break, but if you want to give us a call, always happy to get callers uh, with questions or comments on anything that we've talked about. Uh, you can call us at 844-777-7928, or you can email us at, uh, should they use, if they're going to email. Yeah, you can email me, Brad, Brad, Brad at SWATradio.com. Yeah, I, I can get your yep. emails uh, here. We love, like you said, we, we love to kind of hear from those of you who are out there listening. By the way, is it the most wonderful time of the year? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, parts for, of it you know right? what yeah i think we were talking about this the other day uh, our pastor was talking about this reminding us that for a lot of people this is a very difficult time of the it year is. And, yeah and, and and i know we want to get back to what you mentioned before the before the break with the osama bin laden i think i've already forgotten what it was <laughs> yeah. now. but um speaking of time of the year i meant to mention this earlier our, our brother and friend uh Brian Andrew made a good point this morning. Brian's been on the radio with us a few times. And at, at our SWAT meeting this morning, as we closed, Brian made the point, you know, as men, as leaders in our families, you know, let's be thinking now about what we can talk about and what we can say to lead at Thanksgiving. Yes. And I thought that was a great, great reminder, point. especially if you've got unbelieving family members there or unbelieving mm-hmm. friends or, or, or of course believing family members and right. friends it's important as men in our families as husbands as fathers as grandfathers to to lead and and i said this morning i thank brian for that and i said i've been guilty often of whether it's christmas or whether it's thanksgiving or other events that I hate to put it this way, but it's the truth. Just kind of slapping a few verses together, right, to read before dinner or or mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve or right. whatever it is, right. and and I don't want to do that. And yeah. I and I, yeah. you know, I. So maybe for those listening, if you're in that position of of leadership in your family, that might be a good reminder. I know it was for me to be thinking now, and especially where we've been talking so much about what Jesus said the gospel is, right. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, because it kind of makes me think, yes, I've got – now, by God's grace, um, everybody that will be in my house loves the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, obviously except for the very young kids in the sense that, uh, you know – But they're all, being raised in the co- in a covenant family. They are. So hopefully but, but, they will but, be But isn't it interesting, even, at, even those of us who are, are – close-knit families love christ how easy it is to come into a a, a holiday like thanksgiving or even christmas mm-hmm. for that matter yep. and not be prepared to steward over this great gift we've been given mm-hmm. which is the gospel of christ right and uh, what a cool so anyway thank you for mentioning yeah, and, that well brian gets all the credit because yeah. brian brought it up this morning and i thought it was very important just like you're thinking it's important now i had the same reactions so. well and let me just say this to our listeners if you have some ideas on what you do for christmas you know or thanksgiving uh, email me uh i may steal one of those <laughs> yeah uh, brad at SWATradio.com. i'd love yeah. to i'd love to share it here on the air right. um, we we are tomorrow will be our 
our, we're going to take a break for a week, although we'll be running some best of starting on Monday yep. uh, here. So we'll take off next week for uh, Thanksgiving. But you, you know, and I will be here tomorrow. Yes, and, and yes, we'll yes. Take, take the break for yeah, next week. Yeah. But. So anyway, <clears throat> if you have some <clears throat> some good insight, we'd love to love to hear from you. You and, sound uh, like Milton Berle over there. Remember, <clears throat> that's really dating myself. But Mil- Milton Berle was always the making jokes about himself that he would steal other comedians' <laughs> jokes. So you're exactly. going to steal people's holiday exactly. ideas. I, I, I'm, I'm totally. Well, you said it before. You don't have an original thought. No. I, I, I'm well, with you. I don't have an original thought. It actually interesting, and I know we'll get into this the following week because you and I both taught this week from the text is uh, just how much when Jesus was in the synagogues teaching, he wasn't quoting other people. Right. You know, he wasn't when it says he taught uh, with authority, not like the scribes right. who were quoting other scribes. It was man's wisdom. A lot of my message was rooted in we live in a generation where everybody's got a word. Yeah. You know, yeah. listen, I, I, I respect you. I know you well, and I know any encouragement you could give me, but most of the encouragement you're going to give me or, or um, um, it, you know, reproach, whatever it might be, is going to be rooted mm-hmm. in God's word, not man's word. And so, anyway, I talked a lot about the fact that. We have God's word. I, we don't need the scribes and the Pharisees. Right. It doesn't mean there isn't wisdom and experiences we can share with one another. But sure. I want those. I want that wisdom to be rooted in God's yeah. word. Yeah. So I, I mentioned that this morning too. That Jesus said several times, or more than several, that he only said and did what he saw his Father in heaven right. saying and doing. Mm. So his authority was from Yahweh. Yeah, exactly. His father. I I was I was talking about the fact that uh, you know Jesus, um, he taught from the scriptures. Well, that was easy for him to do because he was (laughs) the Word that became flesh. And uh, but but uh, to back that up, there's also no greater theologian than the devil himself. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, how can you twist the scriptures if you don't know the scriptures? Sure, and, sure. Uh, yeah, we talked about that too, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves a little, but well, the, the demons believe and shudder. Absolutely, and they they know it, and 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 any and take this the right way, right? Any good deception, <laughs> any deception that works, is mixed with elements of the truth. Yep. It has to yep. be. Mm-hmm. If 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 a deception is put out there and it's just blatantly it, anybody knows it's false, mm-hmm. it's not going to hook people. Right. But right. you put you mix it in and pervert the truth a little bit, then you're going to get you know you're going to hook a lot of people, and mm-hmm. that's that's I think what happens with uh, well with, uh, with our with the demonic world and with Satan himself. So hey, that's a great segue into what I wanted to hit on real quick, and I know we, we've got a, we've got a lot of ground to cover today. But uh, headlines in the on Fox News, and it's uh, um, you know I don't know I, I feel do you ever feel like I'm sure you are this way from time to time where you watch the news or you read the news or you listen to podcasts and you're like what has happened mm. what what is going on yeah um, anyway the headline is the Guardian which is a kind of a left leaning uh, media group removes Osama bin Laden's letter to America after TikTok influencers unearth pro-terror screed. I don't know what that... Never heard of the word screed. No, me Don't know either. what that is. Maybe somebody can inform us what that is. <laughs> but <clears throat> uh, 
basically and i'm not going to read all this it just says um that uh, the guardian removed osama bin laden's infamous letter to america this week as the words of the terrorist mastermind behind the attacks of september 11 2001 went viral after being unearthed by social media users uh, it says the left-wing outlet had the anti-american and anti-semitic letter published on its website since 2002 and was the first Google search result when searching for the document, but the Republican, the, excuse me, the publication deleted Bin Laden's letter amid a sudden spike in traffic. And it, it goes on. Anyway, I'm not encouraging people to listen to it, only to say, in light of what you just talked about, we are easily deceived. Yeah. And, um, you know, you realize you've got this young generation, you know, between. Who, who think that if you can label somebody an oppressor and somebody who's oppressed, that immediately, you know, you, you, you've got an argument there of right, some kind. That, that, that any action against the oppressor is, is valid. I, exactly. And is justified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's so much. And, I, you know, I have, to con- I have to check my flesh because I read this kind of stuff or I hear this. And just inside, I'm just like, you know what? I want to reach these people. I want to say, hey, I'll buy you a ticket. In fact, I'll buy your round-trip ticket to send you over to Palestine. Hamas. You want to to do that? I'll buy your ticket. And I'll buy your return ticket. But you likely won't return. Mm. Because you want your transgender agenda. You want your gay and lesbian agenda you, you, you know you, because you're the oppressed because you're gay and lesbian or you're whatever you are uh and so you you want to defend hamas once you go over there you, if you really like them so much mm-hmm. and you you really want to you're so compassionate yeah. for them yeah <clears throat> let me get you a ticket you go over there and tell me how that works out for you yeah because they hate you just as much as they hate you know anybody who's not yeah uh muslim i think we've talked about this and and i've probably said these words before i don't think people understand the evil that is in the world right and that we have these enemies that want to wipe us off the face of the earth both israel doesn't you know the u.s and israel have been called by the muslim world by terrorists right Satan, uh, the great Satan and little Satan, mm-hmm. right? But I think us being the, are we the great Satan? I think so. And, and Israel, the little Satan. Right. But, and then you think back to, like, there were stories of um, Westerners going over to fight for ISIS. Remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. I did. And some of them survived, and some of them came back and told the story of what a mistake they made. Mm-hmm. And how they didn't realize what what was really going on, right? Right. And and I think that and and where do these where do a lot of these protests and and movements start? Well, they're starting on college campuses. That's right. And in, on university campuses, and it and it is an outgrowth. It is a outcome of the garbage. A lot of the garbage yeah. that is yep. being taught. <clears throat> And, right. and and that these kids' heads are being filled with. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's revisionist history that they're being taught. And, and and look, I'm not suggesting that I know, you know, 
all there is to know about U.S. history or Israeli history or anything like that. I don't. And of course, have, have both countries made mistakes and done evil things? Of course. Of course. But that does not justify the support of, of terrorists that have done what they've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're talking about here. I think you and I have talked about this and any rational thinking person is going to say, look, there are people on both sides, on the Jewish side and on the Palestinian side, that are suffering and dying. And there are Christians on both sides. Yeah. And nobody is in, everybody's in favor of a peaceful solution between Jews and Palestinians. I, I don't think anybody is against that. What we're talking about is terrorism. Yeah, exactly. And and by the way, I mean, you, you want a ceasefire? Israel had had a ceasefire up until October 6th. And October 7th, the Palestinians, Hamas, which it governs that nation, uh, broke that ceasefire. Yeah. And, you know, what's amazing, I know we don't have to keep going on with this, but think about all the Muslim countries have you found one Muslim country that is willing to bring to allow these people in? No. Not one. Right. Iran, Algeria, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Egypt Tunisia, right. Right. Uzbekistan, uh, the Gambia, Pakistan. I mean, just go down the list. Yeah. Yemen, Jordan, Bangladesh. None of them are saying, hey, we'll open our doors for you to come on in. Right. That's right. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment. We're going to take a break for the news at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we hope you'll come back after the break on SWAT Radio. SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden and Chinese President Xi's face-to-face meeting appears to have helped ease tensions between their two nations. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports. After months of sparring between the U.S. and China, the two presidents finally met in person again, shaking hands, sitting down together, and lowering the temperature. Mr. Biden said they agreed to keep open the lines of communication. He and I agreed that each one of us could pick up the phone, call directly, and would be heard immediately. Serious challenges remain, but President Biden said he was hopeful their meeting laid the groundwork for cooperation rather than conflict. Greg Clugston, Washington. Also at SRNews.com, the GOP-led House Ethics Committee has found Representative George Santos of New York violated federal law and referred its findings to prosecutors. The House Ethics Panel found, quote, substantial evidence that Representative Santos had broken federal law and in a nearly nine-month probe in setting up the stage for another likely effort to expel the embattled first-term congressman, According to the 56-page report released Thursday, investigators found evidence that Santos used campaign funds for personal purposes, defrauded donors, and filed false or incomplete campaign finance and financial disclosure reports. Edwin Mora, Washington. And Santos now says that he won't run for re-election in 2024. More Americans filing for jobless claims last week while the labor market remains broadly Healthy, there have been some recent signs that it may finally be cooling. Applications rose by 13,000 to 231,000 for the week ending November 11th, according to the Labor Department. The Dow is down 118 points. The Nasdaq off 20 points. This is SRN News. 
This is Roger with the Truth Radio, and we're sending Bibles to the world. Here's Michael with the Bible League. She didn't grow bitter, she grew bold. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. When I visited the Middle East, I met 19-year-old Aria, who would describe herself as a devout Muslim. She said, I read my Quran, I said my prayers five times a day, but when they brought no peace, she accepted the invitation of a Christian friend to attend a Bible study. She would become a follower of Jesus, but her father, a radicalized man, beat her nearly to death, called the authorities to report her as an infidel. They took her to a remote cell where they beat her, violated her, even pulled fingernails from either hand, but when they let her go, she did not grow bitter. She grew bold with others in her evangelical church there in Egypt. They have seen more than 300 come to Christ, but they're in a place where it's impossible to find a Bible. Roger? $5 sends a Bible, 100 cents 20. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D, or click the Bible League banner at ilovethetruth.com. There's a multi-vehicle crash on the East Beltway, 295 northbound between Monument Road and Southside Boulevard. Also, there's a broken-down vehicle, I-95 northbound near Old St. Augustine Road. And there's a broken-down vehicle on the Arlington Expressway, westbound at the ramp to the MLK Parkway. Cloudy with a chance of showers tonight, low 67. Friday, mostly cloudy, high 76. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Joy to the world, joy to the world, oh, joy to the world, the Lord is come, let us receive the King, let every heart prepare Him, Rome and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you and happy to be listening to Christmas music on the uh, yes on the lead-ins here from the breaks. And uh, is that the pentatonics also? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. that's a good version of uh, Joy to the World. Everything they do, yeah, is, very upbeat. Um, you know. And um, yeah, <laughs> I actually, you know, I actually like some of the older carols and hymns, right? Set to maybe a different tune oh, or totally, a different beat totally. you know because it's the lyrics that are important yeah. but yes. but it's interesting just to hear the variations on them well so. i've got a good list i'm not going to share it here maybe next week or uh, not next week but the week after when we are officially in the what i would call the christmas season for us you know when you were a kid wasn't it it was always after thanksgiving when you started getting geared up for christmas right. I, I remember my parents right. would go up in the attic they'd bring down all the christmas lights and uh, that you know, so anyway, I've got a I've got a list of really really good uh, Christmas songs, Christmas some hymns, some more contemporary mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. but that is theologically sound. Yes, obviously, right. Uh, right. You know, Rudolph is not yeah. necessarily the most. Deck the halls is yeah. not the most theologically <laughs> right. sound. Yeah, right. right. Anyway, I think that it's interesting. Uh, it seems like a few years ago, somebody asked me. As we've got talking about yeah. worship music, uh, what we're hearing in church or whatever, mm-hmm. and I won't get into it, but let's just suffice to say, you know, there's a lot of churches that play a lot of really good music, yeah. but that's not theologically correct, uh, right? Yeah, and correct. and I think as yeah. if we're going to sing songs about our Lord, mm-hmm. uh, we might want to be right biblically. Yeah. You know, well, so. sometimes when I when I talk about man, I, I wish we'd still sing 
you know, one hymn a week or, or, mm-hmm. or, or a hymn a month or something like that. My point is, I guess this is my, my opportunity to say why I think that's important. Um, whether people want to hear it or not, right, Brad? <laughs> but it, we're, we're not running a poll here. But, but you sing a <laughs> hymn like, And Can It Be That I Should Gain? Mm. And you sing all five verses. And it is the story, it is the doctrine of justification by faith. It is the doctrine of salvation spelled out in that hymn. Mm. And so it's a great teaching tool when you really look at the lyrics. And so many hymns are like that. And my other point about the hymns, and I'm not advocating all hymns all the time. I like some contemporary music. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. But the hymns also connect us to past generations of believers who are just as much in our family Mm -hmm. as people we know today now i get that we don't know them personally but but they are but they are they the hymns connect us yeah. to a lot of our heritage mm-hmm. and and i just think that we had a class once a, a study where we actually studied lyrics to some of the hymns and um it was tremendous yeah um I, there's a hymn called arise my soul arise by i think it's by charles wesley hmm. And it's an older hymn, and that's one of the ones I found on YouTube that's set to a more modern tune. But the lyrics are are tremendous. Right, uh, right. You know, arise, my soul, arise, shake <clears throat> off thy guilty fears. The bleeding sacrifice on thy behalf appears. Before the throne, my surety stands. My name is written on his hands. I mean, you don't get that yeah. in a lot of... I get choked up almost oh, just uh, saying those, those words. Um, you don't get that in a lot of contemporary songs right? no doubt. so no doubt. anyway there's my soapbox on hey, i'm, I'm, I'm kind of fired up you uh, you just uh, quoted that <laughs> well um, it's one of my favorites and uh but I, yeah I, what, I actually mentioned this yesterday i think i mentioned this on the air yesterday as part of my teaching yesterday was uh, you know we do the shema the shema mm-hmm. is part of our our swat community it's it's something that we we literally get down on our knees and 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 say the shema and you and I could say it right now. It's two verses that we quote, and then we add what Jesus added, which was to love your neighbor mm-hmm. as yourself. Right. I, I told the guys, and I'll, I'll do it tonight on the Zoom call. Let's go back and look at that text, mm-hmm. and let's see what it says, though, beginning in verse 6. Yeah. Uh, verse 6 to 9, which is the full Shema, uh, which is n- not just about knowing these things, just like you just quoted something that you've probably learned over the years but what if you took what you know you you can recite and you started to really graft that into your life mm-hmm. you know and i know that's the purpose of the word i mean right. james says don't merely be hearers i usually add to that to say don't merely be a quoter of it mm-hmm. be a doer of it let right. the let the truth of the of god's word get in you yeah you've said that a lot it's got to go through you to come out of you no doubt no doubt so anyway all right speaking of the word we are we are uh in mark chapter one we are on part four of the kingdom gospel and the passage that we've been looking at over the last few weeks is mark chapter one verses 14 to 20 and we are wrapping up uh that particular section but it's been a very important section because it has to do with the gospel according to Jesus, right? Yeah, and right. Uh, the beginning of that passage, ta- and we're going to read it here. We Actually, we're going to read 16 to 20 because today we're focusing on Jesus' call to follow him. But uh, just by way of quick review, the passage starts in, in verse 14 so by saying that after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel. 
of God and 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 what he proclaimed as that gospel is that the the time is fulfilled the kingdom of God is at hand and as a result of that fact we are to and his hearers were to repent of sin believe in the gospel believe in Jesus mm-hmm. and follow him yeah. and and so part 1 was of that was looking at uh, the kingdom of God and what that means and we looked at uh, different kingdom domains and but essentially I think the most the key thing to remember there about the kingdom is the kingdom of God is anywhere where the will of the king where or the will the will of God where the rule and reign of God is obeyed and is is adhered to and and uh, you know we've talked about the fact that at the time prior to Jesus coming, uh, you know, we know Satan was cast out of heaven and a third of the angels fell with him and became his demons. And we know that his title is the power of the pri- or the prince of the air yeah. and um, the prince of this world. And so Jesus coming, the king of God's kingdom coming is an invasion into enemy territory. And it's he's come to God is is uh, uh, returning <laughs> his kingdom, mm-hmm. if you will not only to heaven, but to earth. Think about the yeah, Lord's prayer, yeah. right? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what is happening and began with with uh, the life and, and, and work and death and resurrection of Jesus and the victory of Jesus over Satan. And then in part two, we looked at repentance and what repentance is and what it's not. We talked about that it's not just a change of mind about who Jesus is or a desire for new life circumstances, but it is a new life embracing the rule and reign of Jesus over our sin and over our lives. And that does include a change of mind you know, regarding my own self-rule, giving it over to, to my life over to Jesus' rule, a change of heart, agreeing with God about my own sinful condition, uh, being sorrowful over my sin, being sorrowful over offending God, and it includes a change of direction that I think the word in Greek literally means to change direction, mm-hmm. to turn around and go in the other direction. So surrendering, again, our self-rule to Jesus' rule and trusting him for forgiveness and righteousness. And when we do that, if we sincerely do that, it has to result in a changed life. Yeah. And it's not always, yeah. you know, sometimes that changed life is... You know, it takes a little while. Sanctification is a yes. lifelong process, yep. but it's the direction that we're heading in. Yeah. And then finally, last time, uh, part three was we looked at what it means to believe. And uh, again, the key there is a complete reliance on and trust in Jesus, right? Trusting the euangelion of God is that God forgives sinners through Jesus and takes them into his kingdom to be ruled and reigned over. So completely believing in and trusting Mm -hmm. Jesus in the full scope of how he's presented in Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of our, and I know now we're going to come up against our last break, but we'll We'll, get into follow again here in the last segment. Yeah, and we're we're looking at this idea of, you know, and by the way, when Jesus said the kingdom of God's hand, um, repent and believe those are interconnected uh you can't repent right i mean biblically you can't repent without believing it is literally the turning from self-rule to god rule it's right you know there's no gap in between there you you are you are you are going off of your pedestal you're going off of your throne onto his throne and Mm. then coming under his throne and so we're going to look and when we come back in the break 
the 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 three key questions about following why do i follow why why do i follow christ what does jesus mean when he calls us to follow and then number three what happens as a result of following in, in other words you got motivation you got the motivation to follow you've got the cost to follow and then you've got the benefits of following so we'll yeah. kind of hit on that when we come back from the break yeah we are going to take our last break, as Brad said, of the day. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 or email Brad. Uh, we can email us at brad at swatradio.com. And uh, we always love to hear your comments or questions and just really appreciate uh, all of our listeners. So come on back after the break on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network on the air in Fernandina Beach at 91.3. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. We are bebopping along here in the studio to that one. And that would not necessarily be one of your more theologically deep uh, carols, but that's a good that's a good tune. We had it moving in here, we didn't did? we? Yeah, well, is it, as, is it as, much as, is it as much as two 60-year-old guys can move. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, we are going to, I'm going to read uh, our passage here in Mark. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, by the way. Uh, the passage is Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 20 as Jesus calls his first disciples. So passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he, Jesus, saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were both in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat, with the hired servants and followed him. May God bless the reading of His Word. Amen. You know, you were. Um, uh, by the way, the parallel to that would be Luke nine uh, fifty-seven through sixty-two. We don't have to get into that, but you know, we we talked yesterday about the motivation of following Christ. Uh, uh, three things, real quick, just 
to touch on them is you know what is motivating you to follow Christ is recognizing that uh, you are a you are a sinner. I, we have a we are under the 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 weight of sin. You know, it's not just that you sin. <laughs> you are a sinner, yeah. and and that um, when we sin, it's just a, it just shows the fact that yeah. we are in a condition of sin. Right. And then and then we talked about the motivation uh, that we're we're now we recognize that Christ is our authority and that we need Christ. If we are going to uh, enter the kingdom, the eternal kingdom, uh, we need a, we need a way to get there, yeah. you know? And so uh, the first part is recognizing I ain't getting there on my own. The second part is recognizing there is someone who can get you there, yeah. but he doesn't want to just get you there. He wants to transform you here. Right. Uh, and again, we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about direction. We're talking about sanctification. And then we talked about the recognition that only he can bring the peace into our chaos. So, in other words, as we look at the condition of our own life, do we recognize the depravity? Do we mm-hmm. recognize that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God? And no matter how hard you try to better yourself, you'll never be good enough for God's kingdom. Yeah. Therefore, he's provided a way for you to to be in communion with him through the blood, through the life, blood, death, burial, resurrection of Christ. Do you yeah. put your weight, I'm going to put my faith in that yep. as my way. Yep. However, you're still here. He wants to do a work in you. And and we've that's part of the following is allowing him to come in I mentioned that Revelation text about I stand at the door and knock. Mm. Listen, he's knocking on my door every day, and I'm gonna let. I need to let him in right. to do the work that needs to be done within this temple that yep. I've got here. That's right. But we're looking also at the cost of following Christ, and um, you know, n- three things. N- number one is it demands that we embrace. Uh, our alien status i love that that's directly from doug's notes demands that we embrace our alien status you know so oftentimes you know we we say hey come to jesus come to christ your life's going to be great (laughs) well that's not biblical uh because uh jesus said foxes have holes you know birds have nests but the son of god doesn't have a place to lay his head the reality is Man, you you are not being truthful if you tell people, "Hey, come to Christ, your life's going to be great." Yeah. Now, it probably mm. could be the opposite, actually. And so, this alien status that when we come to Christ, we are aliens to this mm. world. Yeah. Our, our 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 kingdom is in heaven; it's not here. Yeah. And so, that's the idea of a, of an alien. So, the cost of following Jesus, you're giving up your citizenship on earth for a citizenship in heaven and that's going to cost you something number two is it demands that we exhibit unrivaled devotion unrivaled devotion and you know you think about all the things in this world that we are devoted to i am devoted to a number of things i'm i am certainly devoted to my wife of 38 years i am Mm -hmm. devoted to my children and my grandchildren but you want to follow Christ, he says, deny yourself, 
deny yourself, deny the devotion you have to yourself because I want all of you. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, and I'm sure you agree with this, it doesn't mean that Jesus is telling us to disregard our family, no, disregard our not. wives or, or our jobs or whatever it is. But it's telling us, he's telling us that he is to have yeah. the preeminent yes. priority yes. and the preeminent spot in our hearts and in our lives. Yes. And of course, all those other things, loving our wives. Mm -hmm. I once had a, heard a pastor say at a wedding to the groom, if you love Christ first, I guarantee you'll love your wife second. Amen. Isn't that a great yeah. statement? Yes. And, and maybe you've heard that before, but I thought that was so good. And it's so true of all those other things that are good things and that we get biblical instruction on. Right. But right. they can't take the place. Our family is not more important than our relationship with Jesus. Yes, amen. And I think so much of what we see in the world today, and I'm talking about in the Christ, in the sphere of Christianity, is that we, we are trying to become more like the world as opposed to the world becoming more like the church. Right. In other words, uh, you know, people have so twisted this idea that where Paul says, I, I, I have become, I will become everything that, you know, uh, you know, I, I'll change who I am so that I can reach the lost. Right. That is a that is a perverted view of that. Uh, looking at Hebrews eleven verse thirteen says, "These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were listen to this strangers and exiles on the earth." For people who speak, this is verse 14, for people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. Mm, yeah. Isn't that good? Yes. Uh, so, so this idea of embracing our alien status while we're here on earth, is an, uh, it's a critical part of what we have been called to. And uh, I think First uh, Peter does a great job too. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening. Yeah. You know, but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings. And, uh, you know, we just don't like suffering. I no, don't that like is, suffering. That is so unnatural to us to think about embracing that. Yes. But, yeah. but that's why we need a new heart and need to be born again. And God does that. Amen. To Amen. give us the ability to, to, to persevere. You're absolutely right. But, you know, when you talk about exhibiting unrivaled devotion, you know, uh, you know our, our Jaguars are pretty good this year. You know, not last uh, week. No, not last <laughs> week. You're right there, but they but, are. They are. Better. Just go to a sports game and see the devotion mm. that goes on there. Yeah, and uh, you know that it just kind of brings to light. We we are, as Luther said, our, our hearts. Are, are created to worship and we mm. we are and, and they they're like an idol factory yeah um luke 14 26 says if anyone comes to me and does not what is what is it hate his father <laughs> and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters yes even his own life mm. he cannot be my disciples now that doesn't mean we literally hate right. these <clears throat> it's it's this gap yeah. there should be a a visible difference yeah in our de in my devotion to my wife as it is in my devotion to my lord mm. yeah. now if you were to look at my life would that be visible you know what i gotta be honest probably not yeah yeah um 
I, I certainly spend more time with my wife than I do with the Lord. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but 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 the way we spend time with our wives hopefully is reflecting. That's right. Yep. Our faith. Yes. And our love yep. for Jesus, because yep. it says, "Love your wives as Christ loved the church." So right. if we're I think part of wor- you know, worship is all of our lives, right? right? And well, you, you think about you know Colossians three twenty three, which says, "Do your work heartily as unto the Lord, mm. rather than unto men, knowing that from the Lord you'll receive the reward of the inheritance." In other words, you spend more time at work than you do on your knees. You spend more time at work than you do in your Bible, likely. Yep. That doesn't. It's to your point yep. is that it's it's our we love our wives as a as a as as a way of worshiping the yeah. lord we yeah. work hard because we're working for the lord right let me wrap this up because i know we're about to end here just a, another cost of following jesus that's listed here it, it demands that we exchange our past without reservations mm-hmm. you know so often in our day you know like you know jesus loves you just the way you are you're absolutely right but he doesn't want to leave you the way you mm-hmm. are yep and uh, boy, we want to hang on to the things from the past. So, listen, if you're going to follow Christ, you better drop it. Yeah. You, whatever it is that's keeping you from following Christ, you need to drop it. Yep. And the example, for example, of the 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 rich young man coming to Jesus and Jesus telling him, "Sell all your, you know, sell everything, give it to the poor, and come and follow me." And, he, and Jesus is not saying there that having things or having money is bad or evil in and by itself. Yep. yep. But he knew that was the thing for that particular person right. that was keeping him from yep. following. Yep. And yep. I think we all have areas like oh, that. My I know I do. Oh. And uh, I'm not you know, singling that guy out. And and by the way, as one author puts it, we don't know what happened down the road with that guy. Right. You know, maybe True. he came back to Jesus. But, yep. uh, but anyway, I think your point is well taken. We all have things that are we going to fully surrender those things? Or are we yeah. keeping little pockets or... You know, that's a, that's well, a tough thing. You know, Acts 20, verse 24, but I do not account my life as any value nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Mm-hmm. People ask, I've heard it said, you know, why do we need to, you know, why can't we just, if we have freedom in Christ, can't we just do what we've always done? Well, then what? kind of testimony with why would somebody want your jesus Mm -hmm. if your life doesn't testify to Mm -hmm. something that looks like christ and why would he go through what he went through and not just jesus but the father exactly go through what they went through to leave us the way we are right well i know tomorrow we're running out of time today i know we'll look tomorrow maybe at the benefits Mm -hmm. of following christ i'm sure some of our listeners could give us some some feedback on that absolutely and uh we will get to that, and we will maybe kind of look at uh, this passage tomorrow a little bit through our Friday lens. We haven't done that for a while. Yeah, Looking exactly. at our kind of discipleship modeling type questions about what jumps out in the text and what does it teach us about God and about man. So we hope you'll come back tomorrow. Don't forget to uh, email Brad your your thoughts about ways to lead and things that you do or traditions that you have for, for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And uh, that would be fun to get those and maybe read a couple of them on the